live from, I forgot to write this part of the intro. It's a Friday wrap up business pants. Woo! 2023. 2023, our first Friday wrap up. Next Friday, we're or next week, next Thursday, I think. Uh, next week, Friday, we're going to do our prediction gasm <laughs> where we predict all the things that are going to happen in 2023. But until then, that's Ari, the data queen, and Jesse, the money whisperer. And I am the one true BS correspondent, Matt Muscardi. Damien is still gone. Where is he? Is he swimming back from the Azores? We don't know. There's literally, literally no one knows where he is. He hasn't been in touch. He hasn't been on Slack. He hasn't, there's no emails. There's no is he nothing. Alive? He I have no idea. He social media, so we can't track him. I think he could have flown to France in a Southwest flight, for all I know. Oh, and geez. Which would have gotten canceled somewhere back. halfway across the Atlantic. He's stuck um, in the cargo compartment somewhere on today's stinky smelly bag called january 6th 2023 story of the week uh goodliest of the week as holiest of the week exhaustingest of the week and i'm guessing that i'm the only one who did who won the week we're not doing any predictions today because we're we've saving got to save it off for next all week. the predictions for the prediction gasm next week Hell yeah. um does anybody have anything to say before we start? Because you guys haven't been on a show in 2023 yet. Do you want to thank first anybody? Show. Well, I like to thank my mom for listening. <laughs> I'd oh, like to thank you for employing me full time. That's right. Jesse is full time employed with Free Float now and forevermore. And big news out of the Free Float, uh, Free Floatosphere. We're we're moving into a new office. We have an office. Office. <laughs> Which means our backgrounds when we do live videos are going to change. It's not going to be my cool hi-fi equipment anymore. It's going to be, be my an institutional setup. wall. <laughs> like it's going to be something terrible. Um, but don't also, worry, Ari's bringing fake plants. I yes. yeah, I've got. To, I've Important. been keeping my eye out for basically cheap fake plants on eBay. Um, uh, also, uh, worth saying next week. On Thursday, the author of Woke Inc. <laughs> and the spear of the tip, uh, the tip of the spear of anti-woke, mm-hmm. uh, Vivek Ramaswamy will be joining us on the show next week. So if yeah. you want to hear that, come back for that. Otherwise, let's just do this thing. Let's go into, oh, I don't know, story of the week. <laughs> you like the new newsreel? I like it. It's jolly. I got three stories for you. First up, we have absolutely no government. That's a big one. Yeah, that is obviously in the United States, if you're paying attention, um, McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy is um, still being elected the Speaker of the House for the 13th time today. He will fail again, I'm sure. And um, the result of this is two things. Number one, McCarthy's um, House of Representatives, their agenda included the following. Now, usually this isn't much of a business story, but, you know, he's kind of like the CEO of the House of Representatives. So (laughs) I'm just going to say it is. But here's the things that they're not getting done while they're busy not electing him. Closing the border. They they said that they were going to work on either ousting the head of DHS or you close the border. 
death penalty for drug traffickers bringing fentanyl into the country. They wanted the death penalty for them. So that that's just blanket. Just kill them all. Um, rolling back IRS funding oh. and, um, and doing uh, special committee investigations of the Department of Justice and the FBI for political targeting, which is basically where like McCarthyism in the 50s is now going to be McCarthyism in the 2023s. <laughs> Um, removing radical liberals from committees. He's threatened to remove all the radical liberals in the House from in committees. I guess they define what that is. Rolling back climate and health care parts of the infrastructure bill. Yay. Investigating Hunter Biden. Federal bans on abortion. And then all sorts of China stuff. And here's where it gets even more businessy. Weighing in this morning, Elon Musk tweets support for the embattled Kevin what? McCarthy in his quest to be House Speaker. That's uh. right. That dude just inserts himself in everything. I did like, though, um, I did like I went to um, MajorityLeader.gov, the website, and it had a 404 (laughs) error. It said the requested resource is not found. And it's true. (laughs) There is no resource that can be found there. So story number one, we have no government in the United States. They can't do anything. Story number two. Um, there's a lot more to discuss here, but climate change absolutely fucked us up in the last two weeks. Since we've been gone, we had a polar vortex, a atmospheric river in California, and um, we had, there was another thing, a bomb cyclone. Is that what we had? A bomb cyclone. That was like it, is, sta- it, is it once in a lifetime and a once in a generation? Because I love every that storm every year. is a once in a generation. <laughs> like like it rains outside and they're like it's a once in a generation <laughs> rain. Can you please explain to me what atmospheric river storm is? So apparently, what's happening, and because I am a meteorologist, I can explain this. <laughs> apparently, what's happening is off the coast of California, there is uh. Uh, we'll just say wind circulating. There's like a current, right? And it is just, it's stuck. It's effectively, <laughs> it's effectively taking all the atmosphere, the the, uh, the moisture, and dumping it on California. Jeez. And the latest reports are, it's not gonna stop. They they like the original forecast was like you'll get like two days of winds and rain. It's gonna be really intense and really bad. There's a lot of things that could happen. And then there was a stop like yesterday or today. And then they're saying, oh, the new weather report is, yeah, expect more of that for possibly the next like two weeks. It's just going to rain. They're expecting 10 inches of rain in some places. Wow. Could this be good for the future the of California? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've been well, so in a drought. The all fires. It doesn't rain for five years and it rains <laughs> I mean, yeah, right. like there's a better scenario, but could there be a silver lining in this? We should ask the beavers. They will know. <laughs> uh, somebody needs to call the beaver department uh, in California to find out what, what this means for the beavers. But I will say that when you have 20 years of effectively a perma drought, dumping all the water at once is generally not good. That's not usually yeah, the true. Way it works. That that doesn't work well for my plants that I forget to water for like a month and then I just drown them. Yeah, it doesn't work. Everything's already dead. In fact, they've done studies that show just the soil itself 
when soil is already wet, it absorbs water better. So when soil is parched, like totally parched, devoid of water from a drought, it repels the water. And that's why you get giant mudslides and like you get like rivers Ooh, that, you know, oh, fill know up that. so fast because right, it I can't it get absorbed fast enough. So what's yeah, happening right now is California is effectively being washed out into the ocean. Like we oh. thought it was going to be an earthquake. That is every conservative's dream. I know. Um, everywhere. Uh, especially our third story, Southwest Airlines and their oh. apology tour because Southwest does the majority of their flying in this country in California, up and down the coast of California, in and out of California. It's a big hub for them. Southwest Air, here's just, <laughs> just a short list. Now, if you haven't been paying attention, uh, you like this is this is how the how fun the holidays were. While we were in the midst of a bomb cyclone, polar vortex, whatever, Southwest Airlines, um, all the airlines got canceled, and Southwest never got back to actually flying airplanes. Southwest Airlines CEO described Monday's operational meltdown. That was from uh, a week and a half ago, Monday. Southwest Airlines CEO on flight chaos, no way to almost apologize enough. To almost apologize enough. I like that. Phrasing. Um, Southwest Airlines revises financial forecast. CEO apologizes again. Oh. Southwest Airlines holiday week from hell may cost the company up to $700 million for basically a week and a half of not having well, the Well, they were the thousands of people. Yeah, they were the worst. Um, and the CEO has been busy apologizing, but I covered on Wednesday... You want to know how many times the board of Southwest Airlines apologized? Zero. Zero times. There were zero apologies from the board of Southwest, including from the quote-unquote lead independent director, Bill Cunningham, who's been on the board for 22 years, like almost all of which he was on the board with the current CEO. Boo. That's that's your that's independence, and those two are the most influential according to our rating of power on that board. So those are your three to choose from. You've got we have no government. You've got climate change fucked us up in the last week <laughs> and a half, and uh, the Southwest apology tour. I'll go first, hmm. Jesse. You always go first. You always I'm go first. <laughs> you don't even need just to say it. Um, I'm gonna go with. We have no government because losing so many votes in a row. I mean, at what point does one give up? I'm does wondering, a, does why did the exist? Democrats not call up McCarthy and say, hey, give us the committee seats that the, ask the 20 assholes over there. We'll find you 20 votes. Give us the committee seats and don't do X, Y, or Z. I mean... Will you? He's already making a bargain with one devil to try yeah. to get to get on the. Why not the other devil? The to worst him? kind. Come on. Or the Democrat. The Democrats could be like, "Hey, you Republicans on the fringes, we only need six of you." Or the Democrats could basically say, "You know what? Hakeem Jeffries is an awesome candidate for us, but we're gonna actually pick." A centrist as our speaker and if we can get like 10 centrist republicans to vote for them you have a functioning government again imagine so that options. what what, what, what is that like thing over and over again what would that be like 
Uh, Jesse, I, you nodded when Ari said it. Yeah, but. I'm choosing the no government. I mean, That's pretty it. big story. <laughs> um, in this country, for sure. No, I meant to hit answer correct button. There's the button. That is the correct answer. So let's move on to goodliest of the week. Have some good stuff this week. Yeah, where did you get all these stories from? It's almost uh, like somebody populated it. Yeah, for you. it's called the Headlines Fairy. We're going to start <laughs> with abortion. Walgreens becomes the first U.S. pharmacy chain to say it will sell the abortion pill. CVS soon followed with their announcement. And this is because the FDA recently dropped long-standing restrictions. Uh, it happened this week. And these restrictions, the rule was that people, the patients were required to obtain the abortion pill in person, in clinics, hospitals, or other healthcare provider places. And, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty big hurdle that the FDA just dropped especially in some states where you have one of these clinics or in rural areas where your hospital is so far away. Um, so CVS and Walgreens, they're the two largest drugstore chains in the U.S., and this will significantly expand access to abortion pills in states, only in states where abortion is legal, though. So we still have, oh. um, you know, our biggest problem fr from Roe versus Gate Wade getting overturned that this is not legal where in states where abortion is totally banned. But, you know, how soon until, um, how soon until like someone named Doris in a state where it's legal just starts <sighs> a small business buying the pills at her local CVS and mailing them to people who would, could use them in states where it's illegal? Hmm. This could be our side hustle. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's do it. I don't think it's a good um, side hustle. Now we're trying to monetize. <laughs> now we're trying yeah. to monetize injustice. Love this. Yeah, congratulations, Listen, Ari. Revenue streams. I'm thinking over here. Yeah, that's that's right. Briefload's got an office to pay for now, people. Let's get. Let's start throwing us some money, please. So. Um, the Wall Street Journal got a scoop saying that Patagonia will test solar windows, like normal see-through windows that can gather solar power. So this let's is go. Awesome, right? Let's give Tesla right? some competition. <laughs> the manufacturer of these solar windows is a California startup called Next Energy Technologies. And they were given $2.5 million five years ago by the energy department because they won um, a technology to market three award. And mm -hmm. this was a grant, you know, from the Obama set up from way before by uh, the Obama administration. And it's actually coming to fruition. So the difference between your normal solar panels and these window solar panels, obviously the normal ones are black. You cannot see through them. Right. But these new windows will have a new organic, thin film technology that can be sprayed or painted onto different surfaces like glass. Sprayed? Yeah. So That's it is crazy. super cool. And it will be Patagonia's headquarters building in California that will launch with these new windows and start testing them. That technology, cool. it, it has been tested at 
prototype level and then the next level up, which is right before scaling up, which I can't remember what it's called now. So it is new, but it has, you know, it has shown promise. So this is wonderful. Uh, just think about all the buildings, all the glass window buildings. You know, I'm in New York looking out and that is every new building. Oh, I'm in New York. I'm fancy now. <laughs> I'm in New York looking at all the fancy buildings. <laughs> so I thought I love really this. Cool. Very cool. And number three, a headline I found on my own. Oh, boo. The um, The Federal Trade Commission proposed yesterday banning employers from requiring employees to sign non-compete agreements, which prevent workers from taking positions at competitors for a period of time after they leave a job. The FTC saying... Uh, they estimate that 30 million people, which is about one in five workers, would be impacted by this new rule change, and the rule could increase wages by nearly $300 billion a year. Now, wow. non-compete agreements started with, you know, <clears throat> CEO or some other executive, John, so that they don't jump ship from company A to company B, they do the same thing. Make fun of John. <laughs> well, you know, there's lots of Johns. Um, and take all the knowledge in their brains if they have any. However, this agreement impacts low-wage workers too, like minimum-wage workers, people who work in security, like uh, being a security ah. guard. It, it is ridiculous. So, oh, it pissed me off. And <laughs> no, so there's a the specific complaint about the security uh, guards, for example. It was they couldn't, for two years, they couldn't join another security guard company. And if they did so, they could be fined up to $100,000, making minimum wage absurd. So good for the FTC. (laughs) And I think this would benefit workers, the economy, everybody. So These are actually three decent ones. I mean, (laughs) it helps that I pick two of them. Backhanded compliment. (laughs) Um. I did such a good job. And I he picked two of mine too. You know, Matt, I <laughs> yeah. picked I picked Walgreens before I saw you picked Walgreens. Sure. You did. I was also gonna send her Walgreens and <laughs> oh, saw. Sure. Yeah, no, everybody's gonna do the same thing. Um I but you I I I'm loath to to say this, but you did skip two of the greatest stories <laughs> of the entire year to date. That include <laughs> I know that include the Wisconsin Dairy Factory, that there was a fire in a Wisconsin Dairy oh. Factory and it melted all the butter they had and it clogged the canal that they were the factory was on. The That's fire, just the fire was in genius. the butter room. Yeah, the butter room. I mean it's just genius. Like I just love the idea of a that canal so with like messy. full of butter. Like, oh right and it like the butter runoff prevented firefighters from reaching <laughs> yeah they could no. they were like sliding everywhere it was like they, they, like, they, they, they were they asking residents spikes. they were asking residents to bring toast just wipe it up and that'll be better um, and then the other one you skipped was Greta Thunberg's like accidental takedown of a dude for human trafficking yeah. Like not well, only did she troll him on Twitter after he he trolled her and then she res- she clapped back, but to get her back, he takes a picture, a selfie like a picture of himself in Hungary with a pizza box in front of him 
from a local pizza place so that the Hungarian officials looking for him could find him for human trafficking. He got caught because of Greta. She's amazing. Yeah. But I guess I'll vote on these. Like, I can't vote on butter and Greta. Um, uh, Do you want to go first, Jesse? I don't. Um, Yeah. These are all tight for me. Solar windows. I know it's like not totally a thing yet, but the promise is there. And I think, I mean, they can be hugely applicable. Listen, I'm telling you, last year, you know, climate change fighting was a big thing. This continues it. I know it's big, but it's they're testing it, right? Like like, the two things that happened this week were that pharmacy chains are going to sell basically the plan B pill and the FTC banning Mm non-competes. But they proposed it, right? Mm-hmm. Did it pass? They're proposing. They proposed yesterday. You think it's going to pass in one day, Matt? Come on. That's what I'm saying. So the winner actually is <laughs> the abortion pill. Come on, people. I like That's like, so boring. boring. That's, That's a technicality. Right yeah, no, I, we can't go get it. It's no, a technicality. Well, the crowd just got bigger. The crowd is <laughs> swelling for my vote. It's almost as if I'm controlling the crowd using buttons. All right. All well, right. It's a tie. I get to be the tiebreaker. Oh, and the, oh, the winner and the correct answer is non-compete agreement banning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Ari won that round. Okay. <laughs> Moving on to assholiest of the week. I mean, you have to like the music. It's hard not to like this. But um, you're taking us on an emotional roller coaster because you're like uplifting us with that nice jingle, and then it's just like, well, assholes, assholes, assholes. Get that's crushed. true. Well, the assholes <laughs> this week are actually um, at least in line with some of the stories of the week. First up is Southwest Airlines Board of Directors. Like I said, these idiots have not <laughs> issued an apology, and they have not said or done anything. And in fact. One of the stories I read was um, the the Southwest Airlines holiday week from hell may cost the company up to seven hundred million. The next line in that story is: "Here's what boards can learn from the fiasco." Oh. How about Southwest's board? How about if they invested one dollar into upgrading their stupid antiquated systems so that they operated like a modern airline? Well, <laughs> That's their what's job. What's their incentive, Matt? What's their incentive? I guess if you the average age of the board is 71 years old, they don't get it. <laughs> they're using like they're still on Friendster, I guess. What do they They probably think everything's being done by hand. <laughs> they have Palm Pilot still. They're That's like That's right. Using like they, charger. Someone pagers. just showed them a BlackBerry and they're like, "What is this fancy <laughs> doodad?" They don't um, even need it. They're telling their assistant to, you know, type out true. their text they're an, they're an easy layup for asshole of the week. Um, but they have stiff competition from Vince McMahon, who's officially back in the WWE. What a Connecticut name. Oh, Ugh. I'm going to let um, Jesse cover this story. Suffice it to say that it's not surprising that Vince McMahon is back. 
because on the board of WWE is co-CEO Stephanie McMahon, his daughter, who owns 39% of the influence and power on that board, and Paul Levesque, or Triple H, Stephanie McMahon's husband, his son-in-law, who's 32% of the influence on the board. So when you get to what wow. people could think it's a good idea for Vince McMahon to come back to this board after all the sexual harassment lawsuits, the two people who are likely there who are in support of him and throwing their weight behind it are his daughter and son-in-law. Oof. That's how companies should operate. And the last one I've got is Louisiana. And there's a lot of reasons Louisiana could Always. be an asshole. There's just a lot. Um, except that here is the headline. Pornhub is requiring viewers in Louisiana to verify their age with a government ID <gasps> as part of a new state law. What? Um, the law states that... Um, it's supposedly to protect minors from harmful material, pornographic material, but harmful material. And this is how they defined harmful material. Quote, any material that the average person applying contemporary community standards already, already, I'm confused. Like, because uh, I'm pretty sure my community standards are not yours. Would find... Taking the material as a whole with respect to minors is designed to appeal to or is designed to pander to the prurient interest. They, first of all, using the word prurient, that word is like from 1763. It feels like one of those. It's not contemporary. That's for it's, sure. You said <laughs> contemporary community standards and then used a word from the 17th century. Uh it goes on to say any of the following material that exploits is devoted to or principally consists of descriptions of actual simulated or animated display or depiction of any of the following in a manner patently offensive with respect to minors, pubic hair, anus, vulva, genitals, nipple of the female breast. Rude. They did not say they specify just female nipples it's are like prurient. Instagram. Have they not been following the free the nipple movement or what? Apparently not. That's not in there. Hasn't reached standards. Louisiana. <laughs> and it goes on to say touching, caressing, fondling of nipples. This one didn't. The fondling part was was equal. Like you, they don't want oh, you fondling no male nipples or female nipples. They, there's no gender assigned to that. Um uh, fondling of nipples, breasts, buttocks, anuses, or genitals, sexual intercourse, masturbation, sodomy, bestiality. They, have they ever seen Pornhub? There's not, it's not even on there. Oral copulation, flagellation, excretory functions. Excretory functions is interesting. I don't interesting. Even know all of these words. <laughs> I'm going to have to do some Googling. If you go on YouTube and you search for like, you know, like, um, like, uh, what is it? The, you know, when they give you like a cleanse, like a, uh, like, like a colonoscopy they, not a colonoscopy but they like they like, like drain like, your innards there's a thing where they do that right um like, and i'm like an blanking on the word kind of like that right <laughs> is that excretory function like you can oh, yeah, that's, yeah. right what is that and there's sodomy a little bit they gotta stick something in you like um um the material taken as a whole lacks if it lacks serious literary, artistic, political, or scientific value for minors, the artistic one's going to be argued for sure. Serious, Se but um, I love political, political value. I was masturbating politically, <laughs> like 
love that. No, my my vulva is was out for political reasons. I want that to be an argument. Um, it applies to only websites where a substantial portion, quote unquote, which is defined as 33.13% of the total material on the site is devoted to this. What? You, do you think that somebody... site is only 33% devoted to this? <laughs> they're, just, they're just a third of the way in to the porn industry. <laughs> like, is there... Well, I mean, like, is there you a site somewhere... You can check your credit score on the other side. We're like, well, look... We upload full pornographic videos and really only a third of the video is the porn. The rest of it is like, you know, the the repairman walks in and bends over and I'm really sexually attracted to him. Like, so you could argue that like of the 40 minute, you know, like a video, only 12 minutes is actual sexual acts, in which case we fall below the threshold. Right. Isn't that true? Um, in order to verify uh, if you are looking to get on Pornhub in Louisiana, you have to download the L.A. wallet, the Louisiana wallet, which is, was made by a company called Envoke, um, a local software developer. They use it for digital driver's licenses. Now, remember that these are the people who are banning BlackRock for discriminating against <laughs> guns where they don't want you to have to show an ID to buy a gun. But if you want to go on Pornhub and, and masturbate for four Too seconds much. and you're 16 years old, you need to show a digital trackable ID so the government can verify how old you are and, and, and Pornhub can verify how old you are. This is the same state. Those things this are happening. This is terrible. Everybody get a VPN. Maybe we should invest in VPN companies. There you go. Actually, good idea. That's the three, except most of the VPNs are in, like, Russia, so not great. Mm. Um, those are your three choices. Southwest Airlines Board of Directors, Vince McMahon, and the board at WWE, and Louisiana. Oh. The All of Louisiana I, right what now. A, you know, I don't understand. They're just sitting around being like, how can we screw up people's lives even more? Yeah, I... T- What's I, the problem? I, I know that, like, you know, like... I know that porn can hypersexualize, you know, kids and whatever, and it's not meant for minors. Okay, let's just have that on the record. Okay. Is there anyone who wasn't 13 years old that didn't see a Playboy at some point in their life? Right? Like this goes back to like the dawn of humanity where you know, we're driven by sex, greed, and fear. That's what we're driven by. I would appreciate these legislators more if they were like Hey, YouTube. Hey, Twitter. Tighten your crap. Not. There was a whole section of this law that actually um, spells out the effects of watching porn, which I thought was funny. Um, it, but it talks about like how porn can um, have negative self-esteem issues, how mm-hmm. um, uh, body dysmorphia, like all sorts of things. And if I just put Facebook there or Instagram there instead of pornography, mm-hmm. it would be the same thing. Yeah. Mm. What are we doing? So <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So true. Um, I can't wait until this company starts tracking. Like how often does the governor log into his account? <laughs> well, he's of age. That. I hope. I hope. Well, that's okay. <laughs> I still like to know um, how long. So right, do I'm going to go votes. first. Yeah, of course you are. 
Um, I'm going to go with, oh boy, Southwest is really just such a big jerk. Uh, but Louisiana you could go with ruining oh. holidays, ruining wrestling, or ruining porn. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, I guess I should have thought about this before. I'm like, ah, oh, I should go first. I'm going to go with <laughs> Southwest because that was, it seemed to me, an unprecedented <laughs> Once in a generation <laughs> meltdown. Once in a ge- oh, it was the atmospheric river of incompetence. <laughs> yeah, so incompetent, and I hope there are some changes to their board because, man, people are idiots. Jesse, I'm going Southwest too. Oh, Ruining holidays—that's <laughs> pretty assholeia. That's well, assholeiest. I know you probably would have chose Vince McMahon, but you're doing Vince. McMahon I know I'm going to cover so. him. I'm so, going to cover him. Speaking of doing Vince McMahon next, that means the asshole of the week is Southwest, and we're on to exhaustingest of the week. I need like an echo sound effect. See, I'm telling you, this music picks us up after talking yeah. about total jerks. Yeah, it does. We'll keep experimenting with it. Yeah, so far <laughs> I like it. I have four stories this week oh boy. man but so one's very quick one's okay. pretty long one's very quick so all right chevron ceo mike worth defends the industry's highest ever cash haul yeah who's he, he defending that. it against joe biden who oh. has made multiple statements against energy companies earnings one of the most uh Serious ones being that they're gouging American people. So Chevron CEO Mike Worth responded with, we're in an industry of price takers, not price makers. These are global commodity markets and prices go up, prices come down. Just two years ago, we were losing billions of dollars as prices plummeted. And so through the cycle, it's an industry that generates kinda 10-ish returns on capital employed. (laughs) (laughs) which is i think by the standards of many other industries pretty modest so kind of 10 ish i'd like to fact check those numbers but seems a little wishy-washy but that's his reply to biden i like modest i like the use of the word modest there like record-breaking profits return you know what it's but it's Overall, it's kind of modest. Also, don't they get money whenever they lose money? So, please. They're subsidized by the government. So, when they lose the money, they still get the government subsidies. And, um, yeah, there there's there isn't an instance in which someone is looking at the oil, com- the oil industry and being like, oh, you guys don't, you guys are not worth investing. You're terrible. Like, we, we're not. Except for the climate change. Modest returns. Because you're going to get yeah. some money. Yeah, so yeah. so here, if I mean, it sounds like you both are already like on board with Biden and less so with Mike Worth. But here's well, I don't some... know about price gouging. I just like the that joke about the fact that it's not modest. Come on, yeah. get over it. So yeah, Chevron is on course to report thirty-seven billion in profit for twenty twenty-two, forty percent higher than a previous record set in twenty eleven. Their return on capital peaked in 2022 at 16.9%, so a little higher than their 10-ish return. And the stock gained 53% last year compared to a 19% drop overall in the overall index. Wow. So they're doing pretty well. I, they're but they're not modest, so... 
they're humble. I wonder if he gets a modest salary. He's probably already, what is it, already going to make the amount that the average employee makes by the end of this month. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. So, Two days on track in. for that. Two days in. Well, I know in the UK it was, what, five days in, but in the US it's later. I think it was two. Uh, the, oh, the it's UK, earlier. In the UK, it was five days, and the US is like no, the US is like thirty. It's like thirty, it's like yeah, hundred to one. Oh, this is averages. Yeah, oh. average. Come so on, average. he'll be fine. He'll be happy at the end of the month when he's already exceeded that. Boo. <laughs> okay, Speaking we're ready. Be so happy. So that's pretty exhausting because he's defending his fifty thirty-seven billion in profit. Um. Ready for the next one? Mm-hmm. This shouldn't be shocking. Okay, the headline is Wives Listen, But Husbands Don't. Oh, yeah. Matt, true. what do you have to say about this? Oh, all I do is listen to my wife. So. <laughs> okay, so this is this is a study done, and it's there's been, over the past 50 years, a progressive shift in economic research to learn how households make economic decisions in the real world in the real world this study is part of that it is a study of a representative sample of germans so we're not talking about americans here but we'll study the germans and i'm sure we <laughs> and apply can see, i'm sure we can see some similarities <laughs> so they were asked in a baseline survey to state their beliefs about their households rank in national and global income distribution and they were paid for the accuracy so they were incentivized to be as accurate as possible both men and women were surveyed separately from one another then they so the, the people conducting the study received these baseline beliefs and then they randomly selected half the participants to receive accurate information and then the other half does not get that information they randomized it so in some families the the wife was getting the info some the husband and some they both got the information this way they could see how the information disseminates throughout the household so and then the the participants didn't know that in a year later they were going to be surveyed again so they surveyed the households a year later which gave households plenty of time to stew over the information to share the information amongst each other and they were asked to share beliefs again. So when respondents were direct, directly received the information about their true income ranks, both men and women seemed to incorporate the information to a similar degree. So a year later, they still believed knew they could pinpoint where they were um, relative. However, they document a sharp gender difference in how men and women react to information discovered by their spouses. So the pass through of information from women to men is substantially lower than from men to women. When a wife receives the information indirectly through her husband, the effect on her belief about income rank a year later is at least as strong as if she received it directly. In contrast, the when the man is indirectly informed, he does not adjust his beliefs a year later he's like oh that can't be true i'm gonna go with my original even though he's being paid <laughs> to report accurately this what? <laughs> there was heart. another study um done a but uh, I, I remember this from i think it was my msci days about it's similar to this um but it was it was in 
employer feedback, like where women, when given feedback by their employer, their manager, tended to take on board the feedback and adjust. Men immediately reject the feedback and do what they were going to do. Of course oh they do. God. Of course they do. So yeah, they're getting paid to take to to listen to their wives, and they're still not doing it. So imagine what the results would be if they were not getting paid. Wow, normal day to day life—that's exhausting. So, anyways, the the creators of the study went on to say that there's a lesson here for policymakers: if money or information should be directed to households, it matters who in the household it's directly targeted to. Interesting. Mm. Food for thought. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, this is That exhausting. was pretty exhausting. Yeah, I need to lay down. <laughs> okay, so let's continue it. I, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to piggyback off of Vince McMahon officially back in w, WWE. So first of all, just hearing WWE makes me roll my eyes. I just like cannot with that being like an industry and whatever. I can't. But furthermore, you have a disgraced former CEO who... You just discriminate against spandex. That's your problem. No, I was a volleyball player. I have nothing against spandex. It's, that's fine. Is there a lot of spandex in volleyball? Spandex. Yes, that's the uniform. It's like shirts and <laughs> spandex. But I will say singlets on men is entirely unattractive. Like, gross. See? Put, put that away. I'm, Anyways, I'm not listening to you anyway. So, <laughs> Okay, so he's coming back, right? And this is after just months ago he resigned because he... They found out that he paid tens of millions of dollars in company money to suppress allegations of sexual misconduct. Tens of millions of dollars with company money. I can only imagine how the accountant felt when they figured that out. (laughs) Spinning. Oh, my God. Spinning. Is he coming back as CEO or is he coming back in some way? here he's it didn't say ceo but he's he wrote to the board of directors expressing his desire to spearhead a strategic review process where he believes that later in the year when they're going to renegotiate the media rights there might be a chance for sale which should be guided by his hand as executive director so and he said that he's not going to facilitate any of this unless he's the executive director and the board's response, which we've already addressed, was basically his daughter and her husband, was that they would be happy to the company would be happy to work with him, but it would not be in the shareholders' best interest. Excuse me. Excuse me. We'll be happy to work with you. So again, here they're setting the precedent that as long as he can get the money in a sale, that means more than all of the lives that he the the lives the tens of millions of dollars that he had to pay out to people whose lives he destroyed through sexual harassment but that's okay we'll sweep that on the rug come back get us money sell the company all good all good over here what you did point out something that i neglected to point out which is he's the majority voting power of the organization so he still holds yeah he's he's gonna call he basically talking to himself yeah, being like hey himself. 
hey, can I come back? Oh, okay, you want to be executive director? Okay. Oh, <laughs> you ruin people's lives? No problem. Just make us a lot of money. We'll be happy what? to. <laughs> I would love to have been on that phone call he had with himself. <laughs> what? Great. I'm, my mind is blown that this is still a thing and that like this board just is such a joke nobody realizes it is and everyone's gonna keep supporting wwe being real we are talking about people in spandex pretend hitting one another right like as which to me even that i'm like how are how is this this big the whole thing is like kind of a joke blows my mind well my question the the only thing that (laughs) isn't a joke is the sexual harassment the only thing in the entire ecosystem of what you described that is not somewhat comedic is sexual harassment. How old were you when you figured out it was fake hitting each other? Like immediately. Oh. <laughs> Are you Good kidding for me? you. Good for you. Ahead of the curve. Oh. <laughs> nice. Let's do this. Oh, God. So anyways, that's just exhausting and I can't believe that. I mean, I hope nobody goes to any WWE shows, doesn't give them any money. I know that's not going to happen, but uh, ugh. Oh, boy, got them. (laughs) Okay, now this, this is a pretty sad one. It's short, quick. Um, Glaciers are going by, bye bye. We're going to wave bye to the glaciers. The world glaciers are shrinking and disappearing faster than scientists thought with two thirds of them projected to melt out of existence by the end of the century. That's worst case scenario. There's a worst case scenario here that all it was, it is said that it's unlikely, but the worst case scenario is that 83% of the world's glaciers will disappear by 2100. I guess I'll this be exhausted in 2100. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> right, but this is based on the trend, how we're trending. So this is not the 83%, but two thirds will be gone. Damn. All right, here are your <laughs> options Chevron CEO Mike Worth and Chevron's cash haul. Um, wives don't That's listen to husbands, uh, or wives listen no, to husbands. No, wives husbands listen. Don't. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't listening. He didn't even do um, this. Thank you. He's just Vince, so used to not Vince listening McMahon to women. Vince <laughs> is back and glaciers are leaving. Oh, Vince McMahon. Ugh. Oh, you're going with Vince McMahon. No, I'm not. Oh, I thought that was right off the bat. No, I was. I have a great distaste. Um, I'm going to go with wives listen, but husbands don't. Because oh. I find it really interesting, you know, about how that could impact communication well, to the households i am gonna have by, to apologize and not just to by Matt, co- government no. but by companies right like you want the message to like get to a household <laughs> here's the, the funny thing i know now that you are forwarding this to your husband like oh absolutely immediately. Is, <laughs> immediately oh yeah this is going it is so annoying how many times he asks the same thing i'm gonna send it out to all of my male friends and be like fyi listen to your wives oh god i'm glad i am not don't lose things. out on money <laughs> but um that's a nice guess and it's also wrong um the <laughs> correct answer is Mike Worth and Chevron, and here's why. When crude prices were down in 2019 and 2020, do you know how much 
Mike Worth took home? A Thirty-three modest. million dollars. Uh, he I got was paid. Guess twenty, a modest twenty. Twenty was his twenty eighteen salary. Wow. And that's up from twenty seventeen when he made eleven point seven. Wow, he must have felt so broke. He was making a modest salary. Somehow, in the depths of the he oil struggled. cycle that you know we don't really understand, and. He was making a uh, what three hundred and sixty times the average employee. At, he tripled um, his salary. Yeah, so it's been really hard um, to make a modest return, Mike. Uh, why don't you get paid a modest salary, considering the average take home for the industry is below <clears throat> what you made? So why don't you get something modest? Bail. So I'm going with him, and that is the correct answer. Bail. But Jesse has to break the tie. Okay, I'm going to go with Worth, too. Wow. I finally got one. <laughs> finally, got someone one. didn't just say... And this wasn't your story. I picked it. Yeah, well, hey. I will tell you I covered the story yesterday. So... I actually did start listening to yesterday's, but I must not have gotten through it. <laughs> there you go. Let's do who won the week to get out of here. I'll go first. All right, you go first. We have a winner for the biggest loser this week, and that is Kevin McCarthy. Oh, wah, wah, Biggest, wah. biggest loser. Um, I think the winner of the week was Vince McMahon. I think you can't. Look, Why? because of all the stuff happening with Kevin McCarthy, because of climate change Ew, happening, for all the real stuff, like the, <laughs> no one is paying attention to the fact that a dual-class dictator whose family is on the board just <laughs> and has spent tens of millions of dollars of shareholder money defending himself from sexual allegations, sexual harassment allegations, he got he put himself back on his own board, and nobody cares. That that's winning. There are that's some what winning looks like here. That I'm is not, what winning looks I'm like. Really I'm really curious sorry. who is a shareholder of WWE now. Uh, there that are lots of shareholders. Nervous. There there are <laughs> lots of shareholders of WWE. Um, most of them are in, probably index providers. So BlackRock, oh, if you're God. listening, you probably own this. You own that externality. Congratulations. Engage. Engage. Jesse, do you have a winner no, of the I don't, week? No, I don't like anything this week. <laughs> I, I like any. nothing this week. That's how we're going to end. <laughs> that is Jesse, the Money Whisperer, and Ari, the Data Queen. I am Matt Muscardi. We are Free Float. This was Business Pants, January 6, 2023. Come back next week. On Monday, Damien's back. He's going to be a mess. He's going to be a total <laughs> mess. And we're going to make him do the show anyway. Thursday of next week, Vivek Ramaswamy will join us, the author of Woke Inc. and the CEO, founder of Strive Asset Management, the anti-woke asset manager. And on Friday, we do our prediction gasm. It's all coming. Goodbye. <laughs>